0: Good morning, church. Welcome this morning. Um, I'm Lexi, and I have the privilege of serving as the youth pastor um, here at San Diego First Church. If it's your first time here, welcome. We're excited to have you. Um, we like to lift up Christ here. It's our church mission, and we hope that you get to experience a little bit while you're here. Um, if this is your place of worship regularly, we're excited to see your faces again. Um, this morning is a special morning because we get to hear from Dr. Stephanie Matthews, so I hope you guys are excited for that because I know I am. Um, I'm going to pray us into the service and we'll go ahead and get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to gather together to worship you, to learn more about who you are and what you have called us into. We're thankful for the ways that you have created us in your image and the ways that you Um, Call us to move in and out of this world, um, to do your work and to spread your love. We pray that you um, make your presence known in this place through the songs that we sing, the words that we hear, and the scripture that is read. May your presence be so known that we can carry it into our lives once we leave this place. We ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's great to be with you. Let's stand together. And let's start our worship with the reading of scripture today from Nehemiah 9. And Let us read this together, lift our voices to praise our God. Read this with me. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on them, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything. Multitudes of heaven worship you. Oh, Lord God, we come before you with all of your creation, lifting your praise. Let us sing. You are worthy of it all. Lift your voice. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things and to you are all things the glory. Lift your hearts and minds to God. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Our creator we sing. I am you, Open arms, we can't hold back our free Oh, You freed us, Lord.
2: Joy of all creation, oh how we love You, Jesus,
1: we love You. Oh, You give us life, we sing. You are the reason why You conquered death. And Unlike our a- love you. You are the joy of all creation. Oh, how we love you. Jesus, we love you. This is the sound of invite up our scripture readers today to read out of our psalm.
3: We're reading from Psalm 65 this morning. Praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come.
4: When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple.
3: You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations.
4: The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it, you enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops.
3: You crown the year with your bounty, and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow, The hills are clothed with gladness, the meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing.
4: The word of the Lord.
1: Let God's word speak to you this day. Meditate on the words from Romans 1 this morning. as living sacrifices to you, Lord. that is our prayer to you this day. That we would be able to be open to you, God, for what you have for us. Let us be vulnerable this day to show you all of ourselves. That we would be bringing ourselves forward to you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray and we sing and we worship together. Amen. I'd like to take a time this morning to invite you to pass the peace of Christ to one another. You may go and do so.
5: Good morning and welcome. So good to be with you this morning. As is our tradition here, we're going to pray over our kids as they go on to their church, our kids and our youth. So why don't you join me in reading this prayer for our kids. This is my prayer for you, our children, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best. May you be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ in the glory and praise of God. Amen. Amen. Kids, youth, you are dismissed. Bye, Rosie. See ya. Love you too, girl. <laughs> it's really good to be with you this morning. We got a few things that I'd love for you to know about that are going on in the life of this church. The first is that if you want a way to communicate with your church staff, I highly encourage you to use the QR code that pops up on the screen, but probably a little bit easier to, uh, to use is the one that's in the bulletin. Uh, if uh, We'd love to know that you're here, so if this is your first time here or you've been here forever and a day, like please use this to communicate with us. Let us know you're here. If you've got a change of address or email address, let us know this way as well. Um, That we got membership class coming up. If you are not a member of this church and are interested to know what we are about, uh, I would encourage you to come next Saturday to hear from Pastor D about who we are, the vision that we've had, the history, what makes us San Diego First Church. And you get a chance to learn about us and you can choose to join us or not. That's your choice, free choice here. Um, But we want you to know about who we are. And so if you are interested in becoming a member of our church, Please join us on Saturday, the 29th. Uh, we have a parents' night out coming up. It's going to be on November 4th. This is a time where you can drop off your kids, if you have kids, at the children's building. And from uh, 5 to 7.30, you'll be able to go do your own thing. And the kids will be taking care here. It's $10 per child. Uh, and you max out at 20 So if you have three children, great, 20 bucks bring them. You do have to RSVP uh, before November 4th. You have to RSVP by, uh, let's see, where is it on the screen? October 28th. So October 28th, please register and all of that. Let us know that your kids are coming. Really big uh, push that we have come this time of year. It's the holiday season coming up and we have our annual partnership with Southeast Church of the Nazarene and their Thanksgiving food drive. We have a massive sign-up sheet out in the foyer next to our information center, and there you can sign up to bring whatever foods are available. We'd love for you to partner with us as we partner with Southeast Church of the Nazarene and their Thanksgiving meal. Rihanna is out there with all of the information. If you've got questions, please ask her. Um, All of the donations, uh, we're asking that they come uh, by November 20th so that we can get them to uh, Southeast in a timely fashion. And then last is that last week we had our chili cook-off, which for those who were there was a blast. I had a great time, so fun. It was great just to hang out, eat some chili together, one of the things that we do as a part of this is this is a fundraiser for our camps and for those students who can't attend and are volunteering to earn credit or for those who can't afford it and, um, and, and need some help getting to summer camp. And we raised over $10,000 for camp. Yes. Give it up. It's huge. And we use all of that money, every dime of it, to send kids to camp. So thank you so much for your generosity. We're really looking forward to not only summer camp, But next year's chili cook off, put it in your calendar. It is October 15th, 2023. We've already locked down the date. October 15th, 2023. Looking forward to that. Um, At this time, I would love to invite the men's quartet to continue us in worship.
2: And season, send your our showers, our showers, our showers, our showers let our thoughts be, be satisfied.
0: Send me showers a
2: blessing, let some drops blessing. fall on me.
6: Can't help but smile <laughs> when a song like that's done. My name's Dee. It is a joy to be with you this morning. Um, I, I want to add my thanks to what Matt said about um, your participation in Chili Cook Off. It was such a wonderful day, but also a wonderful sacrifice on many people's parts. It was wonderful to watch some of the great acts of generosity, not just in um, bidding up prices, but then getting the pie and turning it around and giving it to someone else or splitting it into three parts and dividing it among friends or like someone said oh this particular auction is a little too rich for my blood but here's a check let me contribute in this way and it was just a wonderful time not only to watch that spirit of generosity takes place but um, to watch the many conversations around the table so thanks for joining in. Um, as you probably know We have for several weeks now been in a uh, series in the Old Testament prophets. We spent several weeks in uh, Jeremiah and Lamentations and then the two weeks coming are um, this week Joel and then next week Habakkuk. I was talking with somebody this week about the scripture readings for this week, the text, and the person stopped me and said, oh, hold on, wait a minute. There's an Old Testament book named Joel? Yes, yes. So for those of you that are unaware of that, you can begin now looking on your Bible phone app or your Bible and uh, going to that spot as we dig deeper into some of these prophets and what they have to teach us. For me, it's just such a wonderful privilege to have Stephanie Matthews, who for about four and a half years has been teaching Old Testament on our neighbor's campus right next door to have somebody who spends more time in some of these passages and can help us to dig deeper. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know Stephanie, she's been part of our congregation for some time. I've had the privilege of sitting in on a number of workshops with her. She's spoken here before. Um, she hails from Bourbonnais, Illinois, which is an area that Kay and I lived in for about 10 years of our journey, and so we have some similar roots that go back there. Though she's spent some time in Nashville and Atlanta, it's such a privilege to have her as part of our community of faith. Before she comes to open up Joel for us, Carl Martin is going to come and read the passage. Carl. thanks.
7: This comes from Joel chapter two, starting with verse 23. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, says the Lord. The great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and the locusts swarm my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. This is the word of the Lord.
8: Good morning, everyone. My pleasure to be among you. I want to say thank you for the beautiful music that was chosen very carefully with this passage in mind. It's probably not the easiest to pull out praise and worship music from Joel. And when I came upon the songs, I could see how so many of them fit so wonderfully with our scriptures. And so I hope if one of those songs spoke to your heart today, you'll carry it with you into our time together as well. So our passage from the book of Joel today, it has about three different sections to it. First, we have this kind of praise of we have received gifts from God, we have been filled. Then there are those key verses, verses 28 and 29, that we'll spend a lot of time in a little bit later today. And then there's that very interesting portion towards the end about portents and things happening. But to really understand this beginning portion, we have to go back to the very beginning of the book of Joel. So Joel is a bit unusual as a prophet in that he's speaking into a very particular circumstance. There's been a locust invasion. Locusts still uh, come today in parts of South Asia and portions of Africa. They come in great hordes, swift and terrifying, darkening the sky like those portents at the end. And they can obliterate crops, leading to famines. The blink of an eye, your crops are gone. And so this is the situation that the people were in. The whole first chapter of Joel is simply saying from the prophet, tell the story, Just tell the story of the destruction of the land. And then the people are commanded to come together, everybody, whether you're a priest, a child, whoever you are, leave what you've been doing, come together and lament. Keep telling the story of your suffering, but do so and turn to God together at the same time. So turn or return to God to tell the story of lament. And what's interesting is the prophet says, who knows? Maybe, in in essence, maybe our circumstances will change. Wouldn't that be interesting? You have someone who's a prophet of God. They come, thus saith the Lord, and they come and bring this message to you, and they're speaking, and you're tracking, and you're saying, yes, that's what we're suffering. Tell us the good news of hope. And the prophet says, who knows? Maybe. Even the prophet Joel didn't know what was to come, didn't know that in this particular circumstance, as you keep reading, that you will see that the rains did come. And there were crops once again, and people's bellies were full. And so in that instance, they're told, that's where we start our passage today, that they're told, if your bellies are full, if you don't know food insecurity, celebrate. Every one of you, from priest to child, everybody else, come together and celebrate that you have enough, that your bellies are full. And yet, as we're reading through this very specific situation, Joel uses this poetic language, talking about the locusts as these armies that come from the north. Now, for those initial folks who were hearing Joel's prophet, that would have reminded them of their own scriptures, of their own histories, in which literal armies, the Assyrians and the Babylonians, came from a northern route, swift and terrifying like those locusts, and caused such destruction among them. And so I think what Joel is doing in part is inviting all of us think about, while there are some who still deal with the devastation of locusts, what are the forces in our community that prevent our flourishing, that keep us from living the fullness of life, from knowing God's shalom, God's peace among us? I find it interesting that it's at this moment when the bellies are full that we turn to our passage and I'm going to read a slightly different translation than we heard starting in verse 28. Then afterward, these are not random words that the translators have picked, the Hebrew kind of slows down awkwardly and says, then after this, after this, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your elders shall dream dreams, from God and your youths shall see visions indeed on those days slaves male and female will receive a pouring out of the spirit of God what is it about having our needs met about going through that process of lamenting together and and celebrating together that at that moment the spirit is poured out This image of the hungry being filled draw to mind for me a song by Mary when she received news that she was carrying the Savior of the world. She sang a song of praise, and one line of that song said, the hungry are filled with good things. Jesus came so that the hungry may be filled with good things. And indeed, God was in their midst. His name was Emmanuel. God with us but what happened then when Jesus had lived his life he had died been resurrected and then finally ascended back into the heavens was God no longer in their midst what would happen well if you've read the gospel of John you may know that Jesus promised they didn't understand the promise yet probably but Jesus promised the disciples I'm going to leave someone with you an advocate for you the paraclete the holy spirit of God We'll go with you, we'll journey with you on your way, we'll help you to pray and interpret your prayers. And so at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended. The Holy Spirit descended on all flesh, regardless of age, regardless of their class, regardless of their gender. The Spirit was categoryless. And the people received the Spirit of God, and when they did, in Acts chapter 2, we see that they proclaimed the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They sold the wonderful acts of God. And in Acts chapter 2, those same verses are quoted. This passage, that seems a bit obscure, if you look at the description of Pentecost of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, the early disciples said, this prophecy has been fulfilled in your midst. I want to take a second, just to think about the fact that this promise of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit is framed by a reference to male and female. In Hebrew, you could, if you wanted to, just refer to children using a particular name and you could refer to slaves, but the prophet, or God through the prophet, has made a point of focusing on the fact that God would prophesy, God would communicate God's desires for us through men and women. The church of which we are a part today has a rich history of interpreting this passage. It's one reason why I was invited to preach today, why Pastor D thought that I might have something to say to you, not just because I might be educated in the Old Testament, but because we believe that the Spirit of God might speak through me, just like God might speak through a man. Let me give you an example of some of the effects that this has. When my grandfather, my mom's dad and my grandpa was a teenager. His family moved from Oklahoma to the Texas Panhandle. This would have been about the 1940s. Before they came, they knew that they were going ahead to the Holiness Church, and so my great-grandfather sent a letter, and he received one back from the Reverend Forbes, inviting them to come. So they showed up, and what they found, and my great-grandmother has said, what they found was a wonderful, vibrant youth group of which my grandpa could be a part. It didn't matter. He just moved there. He didn't know anyone yet. He was able to continue to have this meaningful time in that church. And it just so happened that Reverend Forbes was a woman. When my father was brought into the Nazarene church, he wasn't born into a family who was Nazarene. He was brought there by his stepmother. And the message of holiness that he received stayed with him so deeply in his life. It has shaped the rest of his life. But the reason that he ever had that experience was because when my great-grandmother was growing up in Arkansas, in rural Arkansas, there was a radio station that would pipe in sermons from the big city of Little Rock. And Sister Agnes White Diffie had a preaching ministry out of First Church of the Nazarene in Little Rock. And that church, which had hundreds and hundreds of people in it, was pastor by a woman. It is in part because of these women and because of the tradition of all their congregants Who opened their hearts to expect that the Spirit of God could speak through them. That's one of the reasons I am here today. When I received my call to ministry at the age of 11, I had never seen a woman preach. I grew up in the Church of the Nazarene my whole life. I had never seen a woman preach, which makes me wonder what has happened. Do we expect the Holy Spirit of God to show up in anybody, male or female, old, young, any class, any background? Do we really expect that God can teach us something through anyone here? Let's turn back to a second to our scripture in the book of Acts. What did it mean when the Spirit of God was poured out? What happened? How do we know? Well, for one thing, there was tongues of fire. You can imagine our candles over here. Little flames, little tongues of fire resting over the heads of each one. Tongues in Greek is kind of symbolic. The the word is also used to mean languages. And so just as tongues of fire rested over their head, various languages they'd never studied before, tongues, came out of their mouths. And at first, what happened first, do you recall, in Acts chapter 2, when this occurred, when the Spirit of God was poured out on all? Some people dismissed it entirely. You're drunk. This is a spectacle. God doesn't work that way. But others listened in, and they said, I hear them proclaiming the wonderful works of God in my language in a way that I can understand, in a way that I could proclaim to someone else. This is what happened with the Holy Spirit of God. Now, it's not just this portion of our Joel passage that kind of maps on to the New Testament. The disciples had lamented Jesus' death. They had spent time wondering what was to come. So like the beginning of Joel, they found themselves in a place of who knows? They came together, they worshiped together. Jesus had promised them something. He said, Just wait right here in Jerusalem, just wait. It'll come. So they waited. They came together and worshiped. They saw to each other's needs, kind of like in chapter 2 of Joel. They were participating with God to make sure everyone's bellies were full. And they waited with expectation that God might show up. And then the Spirit came. So what about us? Who among us suffers? Are we willing to tell the story? Whom among us has cause for lament? The choir is coming now. But as they come, I want you to think seriously with me. Do you have cause for lament? I gave us a few reasons a second ago. There might be things that are very real in your life that are preventing you from coming to a place, from joining a Christian community and expecting God to show up there. Do we have cause for lament? Is this a community where we can tell those stories and lament them together? Do we, as in Joel chapter 2, seek the restoration of those in need among us? Do we participate in God, with God, to fill hungry bellies? Who among us has cause to rejoice? Do we give with thanksgiving and come together celebrating to God? Not only for the things in our everyday life, but for the gifts of the Holy Spirit among us. And do we affirm the work of the Holy Spirit as we see it in our congregation? Do we go out of our way and say, you know, I think I can sense the Spirit of God working in you? I'll give you one more example of a story. It's set in about the same time period as the others, the 1940s. There was a woman who her husband happened to be a minister. But she was at a camp meeting, and she started to feel the tug, she would say, of the Holy Spirit, but the tug of God in her life to preach. And then there were others in her congregation who said, we, we think that God is working in you. We see God at work in your life. But she wasn't sure that the Bible allowed her to do that, right? But because she was a part of this movement that tried to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit, she stepped out in faith and said, we'll see where this goes together as a community so she wasn't just discerning by herself. But she stepped out, and sure enough, she found her calling She found that she too was called to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ behind a pulpit, and her community supported her in that. And they worked together in their scriptures; they didn't chuck them aside. They worked together in their scriptures, say, "God, show us. Help this make sense." The Spirit of God is anxious to do such work among us. We're not left here on our own, on our own strength. try to enact God's community, God is ready to pour out God's spirit among us. But we need to be ready to receive God's spirit in ourselves and in others. You don't have to be someone else or be like someone else. You don't have to have a lower voice or a suit on. You don't have to envision yourself as some sort of leader. You don't have to be qualified to receive the Holy Spirit of God. And neither does your neighbor. So just maybe God will show up today in a way that we would not have recognized yesterday. May it be so.
6: Thank you, choir. Thank you, Stephanie. Wow. I'd just like to pause before I offer a benediction. Pause for prayer. Um, There are just moments where they seem to come at unexpected times when God speaks in particular ways. Many will talk about time decades prior when, as a child or in college or in some setting, they just felt like something was taking place in their life that was drawing them in a particular direction. Pastors called into ministry. Missionaries called to a mission field. Young people called into a vocational choice. I don't know that you can ever manufacture that moment because it seems to me it's the Holy Spirit's prerogative to move as the Holy Spirit chooses in a person's life who happens to be open in a particular moment. And to be presented with a message that acknowledges the awkward moments in our spiritual journey when we feel like we can say nothing else but who knows? I don't know. But also be presented with a moment where you feel like anything's possible when the Holy Spirit decides to move. I'd love to just pause together. Pray for each other. Pray for your kids, your nephews, your nieces, your brothers, your sisters. Their journey in the midst of the who knows but the what if. Let's bow together in prayer if we could. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. For the many times my thinking has been limited because my heart's not been open. Oh, Lord, you choose. You move. Your spirit moves where it pleases for the purpose of loving and blessing and redeeming and reconciling. So this morning, Lord, someone here who has postulated to you all of the reasons why not, may your Holy Spirit work And just offer the notion of what if. What if you are working in ways today that we never thought possible yesterday? Help us to dream impossible dreams. That could never take place on our own effort, but as you open up pathways And embolden our courage and give us a taste of your presence in us and among us. We pray for our kids, our grandkids, our nieces, our nephews, our siblings, our friends. But certainly in these moments, Lord, open up our own heart Soften it to recognize your spirit moving, your love transforming. And don't leave us just in a state of forgiveness but move us toward where you are taking us that we might hear your grace in our own language that we might hear your love in our own language and then that we might care enough to try and speak that love in someone else's verbiage. Please, Lord, don't stop calling us. Don't ever stop leading us. Don't ever stop inspiring us. Don't ever stop surprising us. Oh Lord, we pray. Amen. Would you stand and let me offer on you God's best, God's Spirit poured out in your heart, and may you capture a new way of seeing this week. May the barriers that prevent you from seeing God's grace right in front of your face drop and may you be taken with God's love and may it so inspire you that you are looking for ways to give it away and may that be your glorious task this week. Go in God's peace. Amen.